You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello, listeners. There's traffic everywhere. <laughs> That's something I scripted. Sorry. Because we, we were going to play Gary Newman Cars, but then we decided not to. Yeah. And apparently in the UK, people always play that song for like drive time radio. So I, was I, I don't want to be held to that. <laughs> That's what Bam said. Bam's in the studio. <laughs> well, um, if you are driving or whether you're not, uh, welcome to Very Loose Women. Pull over right now. Pull over and just just sit there. and Don't do anything. Just listen. Just listen. Just listen to the show. I'm Soyla, of course. I'm joined by Leo. Hi. And I'm also joined by our friend Bam. Hi, Bam. Sorry, folks. <laughs> um... Um, and we've got our brilliant sound engineer, Mia, who is uh, working the dicks. In this episode, we're, we're not talking about cars or traffic. No. Um, no. but <laughs> We miss all this about. <laughs> we did. Um, we're going to be talking about stranger danger, but a very specific type of strange danger, and that's getting into a stranger's car. But before we get into a, maybe a, a darker-themed episode today... Um, we're going to jump into celebrations and frustrations. Leo, you can start. Oh, mine's not very merry. I've had like quite a hard day. Yeah. Um, it's been like a little bit frustrating. I basically, for some reason, found myself in a lot of like one way conversations where in all circumstances from today, but a man over 50 has just been talking at me. And it's just like, I just don't understand. Like, I was telling Ellie about my partner for the new listeners about this earlier. And I was like, why can't women be brought up to just tell really boring stories for ages? And and she's like, no, that's not the problem. Can't we just like teach everyone to have normal conversations with people? Yeah. I say that while blabbing on the radio, but sure. You're not blabbing. Mm, thank you. So that was a frustration. I yeah, gather. it's just like... It's just people who think that everything they say is like word from God. It's not. You're boring. Well, there you go. Just because I'm a good <laughs> listener doesn't mean that you're interesting. It's probably one of the best things I've heard all month. <laughs> I wish I was a good listener so I could say that to people. But like, I'm an awful listener. Awful listener. Well, why don't you do what you're better at and talk and tell us about your celebration or frustration? Uh, so obviously, uh, as it's me... I don't know why I say that. Nobody knows who I am. Uh, as it's me, it's clearly a, fr a frustration. I'm sure you can tell by my voice. Um, but yeah, my frustration is just um, fill up the water filter uh, after you're done using it at the office. You know, like we've got uh... one Brita filter. There's 20 people. That's not too many. Just when you, even if it's only a little to cool down your coffee, just, you know, fill it up for the next person. Monday, I walked in. Over the weekend, someone had left the Brita filter with nothing in it. Oh. In the, what are you calling the filter? Anyway. Just... A frustration indeed. <laughs> deep, deep. It hurts. It hurts. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with more of a more of a celebration. Great. I, um, was, I, felt, I felt like I needed to add a celebration no, after all of fine. this complaining. Um, so... Um, I'm going to go for a mixture of things. Two things I've, new things I've tried this week. Um, the first is getting my nails done in our salon. Whoa. I was going to say they look good. Did that Thanks. once and I kept, okay, so it was like a friend's birthday present. I went along with her. Yeah. And they had to redo <laughs> my nails. Three times because I kept bumping into stuff. I couldn't just sit still and let it dry. I was like, you know, you have to put it in that dryer machine. Yeah. I would like lift it out and then it would go. 
Next time. <laughs> and then she'd be like, oh, God. And by the third time, she was like, I'm just not going to correct it now. Like, you've just got to deal with this. Well, it was just on the thumb that last time. Oh, okay. Well, I've yeah. got my nice nails. Oh, it looks very And smooth. I also got quite a hefty discount. Um, How come? Just because I went online and I was like searching for them codes. So I was like, get me that discount. Um, so I got a, a, a nice discount. Is it fun? Yeah, you know, because you go in and, um, you know, she's looking after your hands and you get a little massage as well with mm. a little hand massage. That's yeah. nice. You kind of soak your hands in like warm water. You get lots of like little cuticle oils or um, things. It and feels then... medicinal, but then you're like, it is just nails, but it feels like it needs to be done. Like I'm, I'm, at the I'm moment. asking because I like... It's my it's my best friend's birthday this coming month. Yeah. And uh, you know, I like we like to do stuff. I yeah. wanted to go take me and him to get our nails did. Do it. Like do why it. you get your feet done? Yeah, that's that's I wanted Pedicure. to do I wanted to do both. Do you know? it. Do Manny it. Oh Petty. my gosh. We yes. need to celebrate yes, our it. like ten year anniversary. Your friend anniversary. So I might go for the Manny Petty facial. Do it. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I'm not sure places to do Manny Petties also do facials. They I do. don't know. They, they do. do. Like, oh, they do like lashes oh, and tanning wow. and You're gonna get your lashes and tanning. Uh, do you know what? We'll Dip the feet first. Um, <laughs> Dip the toes in. But, you know, the future is unwritten, as I say. <laughs> well, um, yeah, and the second one, just very quickly, is that I'm not trying today. I've not got them in today. But I'm trying contact lenses for the first time. And I've done it for about, I've worn them for about four days. And it's so strange to be able to see and not have something like a well glasses basically <laughs> i think there's a word for this <laughs> so um so yeah like that's great what an invention what an invention yeah. it feels like walking out out, out of the uh, national portrait gallery there's just no frames on anything exactly. anymore. It's oh my like, gosh wow, panoramic it's, oh no it's like i can see well done bam um but yeah so i was um, working on that one yeah that's good <laughs> Moving on from those nicer things, we're going to talk about a couple of fun stories here. But um, we're, you know, we're talking about getting into cars with strangers, which I'm going to just prelude everything by saying mm. that can be dangerous, yeah. and you should always assess um, your surroundings, your environment before getting into and, a car. And by doing the show, we're really like we. I just think that we because I told Ellie about this and she's like that is so reckless that you would talk about that on the radio because people can get it's like it's a real risk like there, there's very genuine risk when you get in a car with a stranger yeah but there's there's lots of different scenarios in which you might find yourself in a yeah. car with a stranger hailing a cab or a taxi for example yeah um, or like a car share company or if you're out on a night and um it's like oh um you just met someone you go back with them possibly Mm. yeah or it might be a friend of a friend's car and you don't know that friend very well but you trust your friend that sounds like a very specific example yeah but but there's there's lots of different examples when you might find yourself Mm. in a car of someone you don't know there's lots of different scenarios is what i'm saying yeah um but yeah i think it is important to caveat that you can find yourself in trouble um and always if you ever feel uncomfortable or in trouble get out the car call someone make sure there are different ways now with technology where you can have someone follow your journey home mm. um you can call someone while you're in the car someone that you trust blah 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 so there's different ways to be safe um but i think that should be your top priority always but yeah uh the story that um kind of inspired this episode is something that happened to me where 
I got into a stranger's car. I think yeah. we'll, we'll start but, with that. No, let, no, let's start with the bird on the road. Well, okay. So I was walking home. I was walking home, and on the street, um, just where the road connected to the pavement, uh, there was this small bird, and I mm. thought, oh, okay, walking up to it, and I later see that, oh, I can, well, I can tell what this bird is. It's a magpie. Um, but it was just there, and as I walked past, I expected it to fly away, and it mm. didn't. I was like, oh, okay, well. I kind of, you know, I got within about a meter, you know, close to it. I was like, oh, it's pretty, pretty close. It's not really doing anything. It's not moving. And then a couple of cars came by and it didn't flinch at all. And I was like, oh, okay. Dead um, bird. Um, but it wasn't dead. It was standing. It was moving its head slightly. Mm. Um, and then I could see that one of its wings was very droopy. And I thought, okay, it's hurt. Wing. It's hurt its wing, droopy wing. Um yeah. And as I was about to, I'd actually started, I was like, oh, that's um, sad, but I didn't want to, t- I didn't have anything to, to kind of move it or, you know, and I, you know, well, I just didn't feel like I could help. Prod a bird. No, um, especially one that's injured. So I started to walk off, but then this construction looking worker, um, about when he's <laughs> 40s or something. Oh, yeah, um, it's one of those looking workers. He kind of came by, he was like, oh, is it, he was like, oh, is it still there? And I was like, yeah, it's the magpie yeah it's still there he was like oh I was I walked past about an hour and a half two hours ago and it was there then but I had to go and do a job blah 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 and I've just come back to see if it was still there and I'm like well still there um and so then we got into a conversation about where it could have come from like earlier it was calling up to his mother in a roof or something blah 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 this construction looking worker spent a long time with this bird I, he's yeah obviously like yeah. he cared if, if he saw it calling up to its mother and it came from the south honestly and... honestly can I, can I just say as a person who i do my dad my dad's a construction worker <laughs> worker uh, but he's a construction looking worker he's a he's he, well, he drives a van. He's okay. okay, qualifies. Qualifies. So from yeah. a distance, he's construction looking. Yeah, you know, square shoulders and all of that. White lifting van. bricks. Yeah. yeah, he's tonk man. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like yeah, you do you do find a lot of like weird animals around, and like magpies is one of those. Like you find a magpie nest, and you're like, oh okay. So they do like like my dad. It, I don't know. He was a farm boy, so he's always been quite gentle with animals. So maybe maybe he was of the. Uh, Farm boy construction nice, looking you know, worker type. Yeah, you know, gap in the teeth. <laughs> yeah, oh, I can't remember if he had a gap in the teeth, but spoiler. Um, <laughs> I, I should remember. Meant but, to be a journalist. I know. Um, anyway, so um, he's like, I'm going to go and get a towel and a box. You call the RSPCA because none of us, I'd never had to deal with anything like this before. Yeah. So I was on the phone to RSP. Was are you are you okay to wait here? And I didn't really want to, but I was like, oh, okay. Um, so. I'm on the phone, blah, blah, blah. He's off. He goes for about 10, 15 minutes. But in this time, another woman, and she was very tall, and she kind of walked, she's like, oh, what's going on here? And I was, so I explained to her what's going on and that the man's going to come back. And she was like, well, get off the phone to the RSPCA. I will, I have a dog, go take it to a vet locally. I've got a local connection. And I, she was like, I'll ring the vet, see if they Stop can take the it in. Yeah. So she rings the vet. They're like, if you can catch it in a towel, bring it in so man comes back and approaches magpie now i think the magpie then was like "Uh uh-oh with the cars going by they were just going by Mm. but i can see that there's this long human being approaching a construction looking worker (laughs) with with an object yeah and um coming to get me yeah yeah so it started to bounce off into someone's front garden And, and that's where i was like oh 
I'm going to draw the line here and stay on the pavement. Mm. I don't want to be seen trespassing. Yeah. Mm. Um, but in the meantime, the woman had just given me a handbag. She was like, here, while she was like with the box. And I was like, okay, well, that very trustworthy. We've known each other for about 10 minutes. Um, you don't even know my name, but there's let's go lives for it. There's risk. Yeah, there's a little magpie at risk. Yeah. So we're there and um, trying to catch it. It then jumps into a, someone's garden and they're both in there. And I'm thinking, yeah. I'm just kind of like, oh it's, oh, it's moved around this side of the mesh now kind of thing. That's my role as well as... Holding uh, all of their valuables. Yeah, a valuable holder. So finally, after I think three failed attempts or so, um, and he felt really bad, the construction worker who finally caught the magpie, um, and so then she's like, hold on, I live literally two seconds away, follow me, which we both did. <laughs> we, so then she runs into a house and we just kind of stood outside thinking, well, I'm not going to go into that, you know, in a house. That's a bit weird. But instead of thinking, oh, going in the house might be a bit weird. She opens the car. I've still got all the luggage. He's got a magpie. She was like, oh, should we get, let's go to the, and I got in the car yeah. with this woman who I don't know her name, a man I don't know his name. I don't know what either of them do, although I do know where she lives now. So you I've know got what he does. I think we've all established yeah. that you know exactly what yeah. he does. And I've got valuables. Looking. I've got valuables. But I didn't want to like look in the purse, you yeah. know, more like, oh, I'll yeah. just check the name. Um, <laughs> so we're driving off. You're an investigative journalist, not a creep. Yeah. Well, you say that. Mm. At this point, I then thought, oh, I'm in a stranger's car with two people. I don't know who they are. So I sent... Of and a magpie. People, and a magpie. Mm. I sent someone who is not close to me in location whatsoever, doesn't have access to a car, Leo. <laughs> I sent her a text to say, by the way, I'm in this situation. I don't, I, I don't know what's going on, really. We're yeah. just trying to save a magpie. Yeah. How descriptive were you? Like, Leo, did you, did you fully just, understand the, the gravitas of this? I'm going to look up the text that I sent. Um, yeah, uh, so I type it in. The first thing that comes up is magpie rehab. <laughs> um, I said, sounds a bit abductive. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> Want to share your location just in case? Yeah. Can, so, can I, I've got a question for you though. Like, it, it, was, was this, was the risk of this getting into stranger's car mitigated by this 40 year old construction looking man also being a stranger, but possibly maybe you thought the enemy of my enemy is my friend? Maybe, can... I don't know. I just thought magpie, trying to help magpie get into the stranger's yeah. car, get to the vet, that's all sorted, bit of a weird bunch. Uh, we all kind of depart ways, although I actually, he, he depart construction worker he went away um we found out each other's names by this point um and then i got back in the car with um the woman <laughs> so she could drop me back off where she found me <laughs> literally you're a bit like the magpie a bit like the magpie uh, so, you're holding on to the valuables and... yeah yeah we could exchange numbers so that um she could phone the vet and find out you know, what happened to the magpie. Mm. Um, would it go to rehab or would it go to heaven, as uh, the vet said? I thought that was unnecessary. We have three adults. I think we know what happens <laughs> if it's not going to survive. Um, so, yeah, um, that was that. was that. And then I got home and I was like, Does I'm it, fine. There, there was a moment where you had to make the decision whether or not to get in this person's car. Yes. But before that, there was sort of two leaps of faith. So one that the woman took by giving you the bag mm. and then um, and then you by getting in the car. Mm. So like, I feel like those, it was like layers of trust and you were like, I can trust this situation. 
Like, what was your yeah. thought process when you got in the car? Very little. And this is the thing. You were about... just like, save the freaking magpie. It was not thinking about anything else. I was, and this is, I think this is what then, when I was in the car, I was like, oh, wow. I'm alarmed at the lack of thought. I, I was just like, get in the car. Yeah. Um, but I, there was that sense of trust. And there have mm. been other situations when I've been, um, car ride apps, um, trying not to name said car ride app there are a number of which there Uber. Are, yeah uh yeah. or lyft for example yeah, many uh, wait do we have lyft <laughs> i don't think so but just for <laughs> via van is another yeah. if you like active ones in london um and so there have been times when i've got into ubers and stuff and i have immediately felt slightly uncomfortable with the line of oh you have a very pretty name or oh, you're very beautiful and well, where are you from? And you, you know, that kind of things. My name is not an English name. And so that's very obvious. Um, oh, my Uber name is Lily Leo from my old oh. nickname with Leo. And they're like, that's a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not my name. Well, uh, yeah. anyway. Um, but yeah, so this situation was one where I, I think in my head very quickly assessed that there was a level of trust. Yeah. Also because I felt like I had something that like le- le- leverage. What do you call leverage. it? Leverage. Leverage, that's the word. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I just kind of wanted to open out to you now that I spent so long talking about Bim and Magpie story about whether you've got into cars with strangers. Yeah. Who do you want to go first? I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Bam. The guest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, actually, uh, literally just yesterday you told me you're going on the show, just trying to think about stuff. And, uh, <laughs> it just struck me as I got in here that like, yeah, I, I, the stranger in this case is a taxi driver Although I would say that it's not a taxi driver in this country. It was um, the time before last that I visited Iran. So I was around Mm. 16. I was smart enough to know what was going on. Not fully there. Still Mm. not fully there, but we're getting there. Um, But um, so we were in Rasht, like a seaside part of the country. It's like the north, very green, very lush. Um, And it's literally one of the few times I've ever seen my dad scared in my life. So we're, we're, we've just finished having the holiday. We're going to go back to Tehran where my grandma lives. So we've just done an excursion with the young folk and going back on in the cab back. We'd load all the stuff going to the, uh, going to like the one lane airport. And, um, and the guy starts talking to my dad. Usually my dad is very genial. He's very happy to, to speak to someone, especially a cab driver in Iran. He feels like, you know, he grew up there. So. You know, he's not going to talk as much as he would in England because his language is better over there. So he's, he's, you know, avid for the conversation. But the guy, like, shifts the tone a little bit, starts asking about politics. Like, what do you think of what's going on, eh? And uh, I'm sure, like, many people know, like, Iran's not doing that good right now. <laughs> um, and back then, it was also not doing that great. So, uh, you know, but, like, there was, a, there was this tone that I didn't notice it from the other guy, but I noticed it from my dad. And suddenly, like, this fear came over him. Very, very curt replies, but very, like, uh, not gentle, but polite. Like, mm-hmm. a forced politeness. And I could notice this, like, what the hell's going on? Like, everything, my dad's just shutting, shutting it down and being very, very neutral. It's like, yeah, you know, but everything's weird. And I'm like, That's a weird I, I'm there, say. like, 16-year-old going, like, go on, give it some, I want to listen to some interesting <laughs> conversation. I'm expecting, like, you know lbc levels of <laughs> of crack here but no none of that get off the um get off unscathed at the other end i go dad what the what, what was going on there well, you know i've never seen you like that you look genuinely shaken my dad just looks at me he's like look like you know 
I was being he 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 explained to me that he felt like he was being baited for extortion. Uh, and and this isn't you know definitely if you want to go to Iran, go there. It's not actually that bad. But yeah, my dad just felt like he was being because because the guy knew that we were foreign or we were visiting from a foreign place just literally baiting my dad for extortion maybe go and tell the police or something like that like get some money out of him or beat him up or i i I don't know but like i generally hear these stories and don't think about the threat i'm like yeah yeah whatever you got in you got in a weird car you got in a weird cab like but but thinking about this subject like if it's enough for my dad to feel really really at that age to feel really really scared by just the conversation like i don't know uh, had mm-hmm. someone not controlled it as well as my dad did what would have mm-hmm. happened but yeah there's there is that crazy fear of the unknown mm-hmm. like it is just a stranger and a car or a stranger yeah, and a place it's a very small environment really when you think about it for you know and also the power is with the driver because you you know driving can be very dangerous of it as a passenger you, know. you relinquish control yeah mm-hmm. and you're trusting someone you've never met before to get you from a to b very safely yeah um and i think there are you know you get the gender difference in that um of course not in your example but um uh well, yeah, like I don't, I don't, the weirdest thing for me is like, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, my brain doesn't go to like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like anything can happen in a cab. Like mm. my, my, my grandfather got into a cab and got murdered. Um, did not see that. Did, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> me neither, really. Wow. Okay. Hell, okay. Wow. But yeah, you know, like that, that stuff, that happens, stuff happens. Yeah. But like for me, the stuff that I'll, I'm willing to just go into completely without knowing completely drunk off my face yeah just walk straight into a cab go yeah i live over here yeah yeah and i don't expect anything to go bad mm-hmm. leo um you've hitchhiked yeah so. yeah it's sort of a habit that i picked up so um <laughs> i haven't done it in a while um actually that's not true when we we're in georgia it was raining and we were like on a hill quite far from the road and a lady just like stopped and opened and was like we didn't speak German, but I'm gesticulating. Um, uh, Georgian, sorry, not German. <laughs> Obviously, they speak Georgian in Georgia. Um, so Ellie and I just got in. Like, we had this look. It was like this look that Ellie and I had, but like, she seems legit. And we just got in and she drove us for like two minutes. We're like, yeah, here's like smiling. And then she let us out and it was like totally fine. I think like you go on like trust of face, which is means what it means. Like it has serious limitations. Um, But yeah, when I was 15, um, I met a friend uh, in like this theater workshop that I did because I was a super cool teenager. And um, (laughs) she wasn't based in Paris. She was from Tours and we went down to, so this was in France, obviously. Um, We went down to Nice where her grandparents lived and and then got a ferry across to Corsica and we got to Corsica and we we're like, wow, transport here is really expensive on this island. And so she was like, why don't we hitchhike? And I'd seen all these movies, like kind of 70s things, and I built it up in my head as like something very, very cool. Um, so we did that. We just sort of like um, went around the Cap, which is the north part of Corsica. And then um, that was all felt relatively safe because it was very touristy and it was like short trips. Um, and we like started off using our thumbs and then we like went into using like pieces of paper and we had some really good conversations with random people um it was the bit where we decided to be like we had like three days left before we had to leave and we're like well why don't we go down south because we haven't seen that at all so and that was like the biggest road in Corsica we went all the way down south and because it was a longer distance um only kind of riskier people took us on we went in a lorry for some of the way Mm. which was like a little bit creepy um 
and we went in one uh, car where like a bunch of people like it it was like this van it just smelled really bad and the people seemed like a little bit off their face and that was like a really quite scary mm. um, but since then like I've been in like an awkward situation where I ran out of money in the north of Scotland and I was with like two friends we all had bikes and we got in the back of this like vegetable ba- van and he drove us to the nearest train station which is really great like I've had like a lot of like quite positive experiences but I, I'm very aware that like each one of them could have gone very very mm-hmm. wrong I think hitchhiking to girls when you're 15 and I looked about 13 at the time I had short hair so I did look like a base basically like a very young boy mm. um but like it was like yeah it was definitely yeah. I wouldn't want if I had kids to for them to do that and I think just uh to kind of round off um it is that I think as women we do take more things into consideration I think we look- well I don't think I was when I was 15 I think I was like not thinking about that and yeah. like I could have been murdered I could have been all yeah. of the horrible things that happen that you hear about yeah. well if you're 15 maybe try not to hitchhike <laughs> or um, any age uh yeah. but um yeah I think just feel as long as you feel safe and if at any point you feel uncomfortable then then get yourself out of that situation or make it feel safer um, I do apologise. Spent so long on that magpie story. I didn't expect to, um, but we're going to have to finish off. And I can't believe it. Um, I'd like to thank um, Leo for uh, contributing and helping produce this show, and I'd like to thank Bam for coming on the show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure hearing your story. Um, thank you, Mia, to uh, for engineering and to Resonance FM. We are very loose women. You can listen to all shows on well anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can follow us um, at VLW Radio on social media. Um, um, just before we uh, go off air, can I say to our listeners, please rate on iTunes, and then also please. Um, send us posts to 144 Bar High Street. We check literally every week whether or not we have posts. We systematically have not had posts at this point. So just address it to Soiler and Leo, very loose women, 144 Bar High Street in London, England, United Kingdom, <laughs> Europe. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>